Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast. In celebration of our 75th Jubilee year, we are talking to alumni throughout our history about who they are, what they're doing now, and their candid experiences of life on campus. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, Christy? I'm great. I'm so excited about our guest today. Me too. I'm really excited. I'm a little bit nervous because I've, I've, never, I've never interviewed or talked to a president before in person. Have we you ever done be. that? Oh. Here he is. Oh, gosh. We are very excited and honored to have our very own president for this inaugural podcast that we are starting today. I got it. I like that. Can you tell me one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. I like where this is going. Go ahead. Thank you. So, our 1989 graduate um, with a theology degree, the one and only president, Father Dave Pavanka. P-O-R. Yeah, there you go. Get the whole thing. It's good to be with you guys. Thanks so much for letting me be here. Yeah, this is a great idea. We're excited. So we're hoping to cover 75 years starting today. Uh, You realize I'm not 75 years old. Well, no, no, careful here. (laughs) This was going so well, too. You're a nice piece to the puzzle. Nice. So we're so thrilled to have you here today. Um, And we we want to kind of start at the beginning. Like, how did you first come to Franciscan? You're from Colorado. Is that I, right? I am, you are? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny. Um, I, this is just, it's interesting. And, and I, one of the things I love about being here at the university is everybody has a story is, is that when I first came back as president, I had these small groups and I met with about 25 different groups. And I said to everyone, how did you get here? And it's just beautiful listening to people's stories. So my story goes, I was wrestling with a vocation and felt pretty sure that God wanted me to be a priest, but wasn't sure I was going to school in uh, Colorado. So I spent a year and went on NET, which NET is the National Organization. Team. I wanted to get away from school, get away from yeah my hometown, and just really be able to do something to serve the Lord, but then also figure out what God wants me to do. And it was there that I heard, first heard about Franciscan University. Um, and this is the part that's really kind of interesting that I don't know if I've re- ever really talked about was, um, so I decided to go to Franciscan University, talk to my mom and my dad. They were all that, that sounds great. That's wonderful. I'd never heard of Stoneville, uh, but it's just the more I heard about it, I thought this sounds great. Well, at the time, again, my parents lived and my family lived in Colorado. So I, as the semester went on, I decided, well, maybe I should go to a different school that's closer to home. So I actually applied to Benedictine, Matchins in Kansas. I had made the decision, I'm going to go to Benedictine. They had a youth ministry degree. It was something I was kind of interested in. And then my mom and dad called me like in May. And they said, um, my dad was a doctor. And they said, we're thinking about uh, moving to Guam, which over in the middle of the Pacific, right? And it's like, I said to myself, well, if my family's in Guam, there's nothing that's close to home anymore. So I guess I'm going to go to Franciscan University. But it's just interesting how, how my life might have been different had my parents not you, so you just see the Lord's hand in it there. So that's how I got to it, Stuntville. I came, I transferred to Stuntville, graduated now. So that's how it is. Yeah, oh, it you great. were a transfer. I didn't realize uh, that. Uh, I came in as a second semester sophomore, something like that. Okay, awesome. And yeah. what was campus like? What did you get involved yeah. in? It's really, really funny. Um, it's it's just really, really different. Uh, yeah, so at St. Thomas More, when I was here, was called Tommy Morg. Uh, like, because there was oh, no. a, yeah, yeah. Because there was hardly any students, maybe just... I don't know. I don't know how many students lived up there, but 
most of the Christian outreach office, all that kind of stuff, journeys, pilgrimage office, that was all in the Thomas More. So it was very different. Like we knew, I knew everybody. Everybody, it was, I don't, I think there's maybe 850 students. It was a, small, campus. a smaller campus. It was yeah. smaller. So there, the, the library was actually in the top floor of Sarvaji. Uh, there wasn't a library here. There's a funny, actually, this is funny. If you were to go back to some of the photos of, yeah, of when I was a student, I was, I was chosen to be like part of this picture group and it was a photo group and a postcard and all that kind of stuff. So it was <laughs> me and a couple of friends. But if you look at that picture and you look behind there's the library, but if you pay close attention to it, there's no roof on the library. The library wasn't done yet, but they wanted to make it look like we're, we had a library. <laughs> so we were, we were positioned so that we would hide all the dirt and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so there was no field house. There was no library. There was no Colby Claire. There was no Betsy Lou. There was, um, yeah, no Coda. Yeah, it was just it was just radically different. I mean, a big parking lot uh, where I guess kind of the field house is now, um, but it's just, it's, it's substantially different. It's been really cool. I, I just saw a statistic, something like 75% of all alumni have gone through the university since I was a student here. So it's really cool that I've got to be a part of that. Here's 30 some odd years history of the university. So to be able to see a lot and now to be president and, and to be a part of that process has just been fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Oh, did you get involved? Were you in a household? They, they had households when you they came, did, right? They did. Yeah. they did. Yeah. In fact, most of the students, I would say probably a percentage wise, more were involved in households because, again, it was smaller. But yes, I was involved originally in a household. And then there were so many new students the year before I came in, or the year I came in, there were a lot of new students. So they approached me in administration and asked me if I would help start a household. So the household was Instruments of Peace. It was in Francis, I lived all three years in Francis. In fact, last year I, I went to Francis and I with a bunch of pizza and I said, okay, whoever's in my old room is going to get pizza tonight. So it was kind of fun. Oh, I love that. that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it was just a great group. Of, I mean, honestly, to this day, uh, some of my, my, the best relationships in my life have been my household brothers. In fact, there's a cool thing myself and a couple of my household brothers and their spouses make a vacation every other year. We just go somewhere warm and we spend time together and laugh together and pray together and have mass together and tell stories together. And that wouldn't be if it wasn't for those relationships with households that were so, so transformative. And the other, the other part is obviously there was not NCAA athletics. So our household was the intramural team and our gym was the gallery. Gentile <laughs> gallery is our gym, but it was great. That is wild yeah. to think back on all of the developments and the changes that you have seen. I mean, yeah. even Christy and I who graduated in 2010, I mean, I feel like we have seen a lot then, mm-hmm. but to even go back just even a little bit further, is, it's incredible. No, it really is. And you know, the things that I'm excited about is, you know, I was in meetings, uh, lots of meetings over the last many weeks as we're preparing for our new uh, building that we're going to build, uh, which I haven't actually said what it's going to be called. So I'm going to sit here. All right. Well, it's really cool. So we're building a new academic building that's going to have the nursing, the business, and the engineering uh, programs that'll be there. And then as well as another wing, which will be the evangelistic outreach and conference center. John Paul said an academic institution should have two wings, faith and reason. And this building is literally going to show that there's going to be this faith and reason. But the center of our spiritual life on campus is Christ the King, uh, where we gather together worship. And we've done that for a long, long time, since the 60s. So the new academic building is going to be Christ the Teacher. We thought that Christ is the center of our worship. We should also be the center of our academic life. So that's where we're going to be in the building. So there you go. There's a little that. scoop. Wow. Yeah. Right. Breaking news. That's great. That's on amazing. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, like little moist. Or, so that's, we're going to get there. We're going to get those. Okay, let's yeah. not do everything. Right. You can end up with like a baby crying <laughs> if we hit something right now. Right. You know? Oh my 
gosh. Yeah, so yeah, it's been great. Okay, so um, when you first came as a student and then you were an employee, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a professor on to director of the Austria program and now as the president, I mean, you really held, you kind of hit every... The joke was the only position left was president. So it's like, <laughs> might as well make me president because I've done everything else. But no, I, in, in some ways, I think it was, again, seeing the Lord's, Lord's hand in that, that in my first couple of years here, I was a faculty member. I worked in student life. I worked with households. I worked with evangelistic outreach. Uh, Father Mike Scanlon's last couple of years, I was his administrative assistant. And then I moved into the conferences and ran the conference office for a number of years. Father Terry asked me to be a vice president working with mission. And then I went to Gomming, ran the Gomming program. So that, that I think that does actually provide me kind of a unique look at the university because I've had, you know, I've been a part of so many different elements of it. So yeah, again, right. so might as well bring back president. He's actually seen a few things. Right. Um, so over that time period, what do you think is, what do you think is like one or two of the, the biggest changes that you've seen? You've talked a lot about like physical developments, right? Like buildings and, and things like that. But I don't know, it could be like a cultural change. Yeah, that's a be, great yeah. question. Yeah, I think part of it is simply numbers, is that we're a lot larger. And that's really, that's a testimony, I think, to uh, God's faithfulness and our faithfulness in responding to that is, is that I think people have been attracted because we put Jesus in the center of the university and being faithful to the teachings of the church and, and then fostering uh, a relationship, I've, I've said a couple of times, is, is that individuals could go somewhere, and let's say if you're a math major, if you're a math major at Franciscan, you could go somewhere else. Math is math. Well, it used to be math is math. I just, <laughs> I just saw somebody saying two plus two may not equal four. It depends on what your background is. Like, what's going on, all right? But but what I think is is particularly beautiful and unique about Franciscan is the formation that goes along with it. You know, there's 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 character formation, Christian formation that takes place in the, in the classroom, but then it goes outside of the classroom with the student life and, and with the worship that we experience. So I think that's one of the biggest things is simply we have a lot more students than we have. And, and we're faithful to, to small things and the Lord gives us more. So, and that's really, is the as a friar, as a priest, as a president, that's one of the things that I think I love most maybe is just that relationship with the students that that, that I as the president, but also the pastor in, in caring for their, for their heart and their soul and their academic you know, their intellectual development as well. But the scripture says, what does a prophet in man if he gains the world and loses his soul? So uh, it's essential for us that, that we're forming the intellect as well as the heart. The ultimately, we want saints to come. So that's, I, those are some of the bigger changes that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I imagine my life not being here. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Your life being here, coming as a transfer student, yeah. altered everything. And also becoming a friar. Like, yeah. Did you yeah, know yeah, the friars before you I, came here? No, I didn't. So when I came here, I was pretty sure that the Lord was calling me to be a priest. Um, what I was kind of wrestling with and praying through was whether or not I was called to be a diocesan or a religious. Uh, I'd never met the two our friars, but but I don't remember the first time I heard the word metanoia, which that's a Greek word. It's conversion to change, to turn, process daily. I, maybe it was when I was on net, but that really resonated in my heart. It means conversion. It, it just resonated. And then I found out that it's the main charism of the two art communities, that, that idea of metanoia. As you guys know, you've been around long enough. You meet one friar, you've met one friar. <laughs> somewhat different. But actually, some people, that, that they find that frustrating. They wish they're more uniform. But I like the fact that the Franciscan life has room for a lot of different individuals. And, and that's really one of the main reasons I came to the community was but ultimately, I believe God wanted me to be holy, wants me to be a saint, 
And I just kind of looked at my personality and I felt that a religious would work better to have brothers. I'm, I'm from a family of six kids, but five boys in my family. Uh, the idea of having brothers that encourage me, support me, and allow me to encourage and support them is very attractive. So, yeah, I remember I was sitting actually on the bench with one of the friars that goes up, up the, the front entrance of the university. It was the first time I said to him, I think the Lord might be calling me to be a Franciscan T.O.R. And I wanted the heavens to open up. Right. Like, oh, the rays of yeah, light right, come down. Right. But it was just it was just this profound sense of peace that, that ultimately is where I felt the Lord wanted to be. So, yeah, I was ordained on campus, which was just uh, a great, great blessing. And again, for 30 some odd years of my life, this place has been home. It's been, yeah, I've journeyed with them. I've grown up with the university and, and I just, yeah, it's been, it's been a great match. So, um, you, you talked a lot about your roles. You talked a lot about being in the TORs. Um, I know it's probably hard. You can't oh, can pick I go a back to that real quick? Yes, okay. go. Do it. Well, this was funny. So um, when I was a student, this is just something that was just random. When I was a student, I, I didn't make it like just really known that I was looking at the community. It was like everyone, hey, I'm thinking about being a friar, all that. But there was a particular time that we that I told people that I was going to be. This guy literally comes running across the campus to me. Uh, and he says, hey, Dave, 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 I heard you're going to join the Friars. I said, yeah, I'm going to. He goes, what's it like to know where you're going to be buried? Oh, you really took that all the way yeah, to the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, took it to the well, we, we, we went there quickly, didn't we? You know, all the Friars are born buried in the same place. I said, honestly, I have not thought a lot about that, but I'll get back to you. So, Is he a Benedictine now? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He wants stability. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. So you probably can't pick mm -hmm. a favorite role or a more ch a challenging role, but maybe you can, because I mean, you know, we just keep talking about all the places mm -hmm. and things that you've done, but I mean, do you, do you have a favorite or a most challenging? Yeah, that's a role? great question. So, um, oh. well, Gomming was really, uh, I, Gomming was a special three years in my life. Um, I, I loved, I loved the smaller community uh, as well as the students, but the faculty and staff. I loved that. I loved, the fact that I, I mean, I knew everybody there and, and, and I think they got to know me a little bit. Um, so that was just a wonderful blessing. I, I love the students and I think I, every opportunity I can to tell people I love the students. I also love that on Thursday afternoon, the students left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, wow. And, but I, actually, because the thing is, is, so I wrote two books while I was in Gotham and, and it was because that I had the time and the quiet and the stillness to be able to do that. Again, I love the students. I loved when they got back Sunday evening. But that quiet time in Gaming was just really sacred. And I'll look back on that forever in just such a pivotal part of my life. Um, but I, 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 love, I love the relationship with the faculty and staff and the students. I love to be the pastor of this community. Uh, our director of alumni, whenever he introduces me to him, always says that we've got a president and we've got a pastor. And to be able to be the pastor for the university, and it's not just the students, the pastor for the faculty and staff. And, or alumni, it, it, it has its challenges. I mean, there, there are days that are really stressful and things going on. And it's, you asked the question about how has the world changed? The world has fundamentally changed in so many ways. And just basic questions that I was sharing recently that young people used to ask, um, you know, who am I, this kind of thing. Now the question is, what am I? And, and that's a substantial difference, right? So I think to be able to be the pastor to that and all that's going on, and being able to influence and, and impact people's lives. Is, so I, I don't know which one I like best. Some people say I've got the great job. Some people say I've got a horrible job. 
but I love what the Lord has. It's kind of like being a parent, you know, day to day, yeah, moment to moment, absolutely. really. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But parents job is so hard. I mean, it just <laughs> is. It just is. I mean, God, God bless moms and dads. Amen. Like, yeah. I'll need it. So one more question. And then we have a couple of hot takes from the Hill. Um, as we're looking forward to the 75th Jubilee year, um, what can you kind of tease for people of what are we excited for? Why are we celebrating this 75th Jubilee? Well, well one of the things is, is, is there are really two elements to it. One of the elements is looking back and celebrating what God has done. And that's largely people's stories. You know, one of the things that I love what, what Francis says is you tear down walls and you see people's faces and their stories. And, and that's really key. So we're looking back and we're seeing the men and women that have been faithful over the last 75 years. And yeah, that, that we could not be where we are if it wasn't the faithful faculty and staff, the faithful friars, the moms and dads that, that wanted their kids to come here. So that's a part of it. But then it's also part of looking forward. You know, the, our campaign that we're going to announce, I don't, I don't know when this is actually going to drop, but we're going to talk about rebuilding the church. And, and I love what John Paul said when he was at World Youth in Toronto. He said, the world needs new builders. Well, I really see that that's what Francis University is about. It's about forming men and women that are going to go. They're not going to hide from the world. They're not going to run away. They're not going to isolate. They're going to engage the world and bring about transformation and change, no matter where they are. You know, if you're a nurse or an accountant or a teacher or a youth minister, we're going to engage the world. So that's so I'm excited. There's that, that dual element, looking back and celebrating, but also looking forward about what God's going to do. And we haven't had a new building, new academic building in 23 years. So just being a part of that, and we're already seeing dirt being moved out outside. That's that's kind of an exciting thing. So I, I just look forward to seeing what God's going to do in the next couple of years. It is fun to think that people in 25 years who are students right now are going to be talking back and being like, there was no yeah, that's right. the teacher that's there. Right. That right. was, him, uh, you know, the so heights. That was the project of oh, the heights. Well, that's yeah. another thing. When I was a student, it was the projects, but now it's the heights, which is kind of pretentious. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Very much. All right, just a couple quick questions for you. First thing that comes to mind. Nervous. I always get nervous when you guys do this kind of thing. I'm gonna mess something up. All right, go. All fun. (laughs) It's all fun. For who? All fun and games, right? All right. When you were a student, did you have a favorite friar? Probably Father Augustine. I I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Father Augustine. But there was another friar, Father John. So those two brothers, they walked with me. Yeah. So okay, great. Um, and I'm sure you were a really studious student. Where was your favorite place to study, Father? What was the question? <laughs> well, yeah. There, there's a, a funny story that I was in the library when somebody asked me who I was. So um, as a senior, can, can, no. I, can I be really honest? Like, yes. I'm, Francisco really helped. I, I was not a great student. Francis helped me become a better student. So it was that process, honestly, and this was maybe supposed to be a light question, but I'm really grateful to Franciscan because when I got into graduate studies and on the doctoral work, I, I was a totally different student because of what happened here. So I did not spend the greatest amount of time in the library, but I spent time other places. And you've made up for it. I have. I I have, have. We were looking at all of your all of your work that you've done since you've come here. Yeah. And I was like, I had no idea yeah. all the advanced degrees that yeah. you have. Yeah. It's crazy. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. Just running a These university. I feel like it's like those ink blots that they show you when you're right. psych exams. I know I'm going to mess this up. So you're right. not. Right. This will be easy. Okay. What's your favorite off-campus place to eat? This could be as a student. It could be as now. 
Okay. Uh, well, that's another change. As a student, there just wasn't a lot of options. Yeah, I mean, what's right. going on down around the campus that just wasn't possible. So there used to be a place, I think it was called Dean Bats when I was a student <laughs> that we would go to. It was great. Um, I love Chica Fiesta, the Mexican across mm -hmm. the river. Bennigan's is great. Uh, actually, Ruby's. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. so those are all great places. Taco Bell, if, if there's nothing else going on. Okay. Stop laughing. At, and at, at one in the morning, yeah, right? That's well, the only... I'm never up at one. I better not be up at one in the morning. Who was your favorite professor as a student? Or you can um, talk about your favorite class. As a That's a great question. That's a really good question. Okay. Um, uh, Dr. Harold of philosophy, he would have driven me crazy, except he was so nice. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was a blessing. There were two, two really quick things. Uh, Dr. Andy Mento, and he gave this one particular class on the call to be holy. Uh, and he was talking about the Vatican document speaking, that call that was transformative for me. Like, I, I look back at this class. I honestly, sometimes I get emotional because it was so powerful. I walked out of that class just convicted that God wanted me to be holy. So Andy Minto, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for Andy Minto. And then also Dr. Regis Martin had a class. Uh, one particular day he was talking about how the church is holy and how she's scandalous. Both of those. And that we have to reconcile that. We have to be able to reconcile those things that, that that's my story too, that, that moments of grace, I'm holy, and moments of not grace, I'm scandalous. But that's the life of the church as well. So and it's, it's and I'll just say on a side note, it's interesting now coming back as president and having those guys part of the faculty. So <laughs> I'm catching up on a few things with them, getting into them. So, yeah. They are legends. Those yeah. are really, yeah. those are legends. All of them. All right. So Father, you travel. It's no shock to anybody. You're always traveling on the road. Have you ever run into an alumni in just like a crazy random place that you weren't expecting? All the time. No, it's really crazy. It's really crazy. So, I, I mean, I, uh, Jericho, um, uh, China, I mean, everywhere. Jericho, like, well, like, like Israel. Like, yeah. Like in Israel. yeah, just walking along. <laughs> I have this guy else, Father Dave, Father Dave. And it was one of our alumni wow. uh, in China. We're working, you know, doing some work in China and this guy, was uh, a graduate of the university. I, a funny thing, so I was just, I just got back from Europe a couple of weeks ago, going through customs in Toronto, Canada. And I've got my Franciscan University kind of a full around. He goes, Franciscan University, that famous university. Are you from Franciscan? Oh. So, there. so Franciscan University has has a world recognition. It's, it's really amazing, yeah, all the time. Yeah, okay. So obviously your experience at Franciscan, I mean, it, it changed the course of your life. So what would you say to students now in their undergraduate as like they're, they're looking forward, they're looking ahead, they're going to graduate, if they have any fears or decisions to make about life after college, you know? Well, I guess one of my hopes is that, that in the formation process of our students, that we are laying a foundation that's, that's built on stone, you know? So what I would say that the best thing that they can do for their future, apart from obviously the education and the degree and, and being formed for the career that they're going to have, is that Christ is in the center of their life, that, that he becomes, the, that we help form them, that he becomes the foundation. Because, I mean, honestly, when I came here as a student 30 some odd years ago, I never thought I was going to be sitting in this podcast with both of you um, as a president someday. It just, I didn't. But what I was given was um, the, the gift and the grace and the blessing and the formation to, to pray, to have a prayer time and to discern to know how to discern, to know where to look to for truth and advice and direction. And, and that itself has served me well. I mean, I, I'm, and I've talked a little bit about this, but I'm kneeling, I'm praying in the Portiunco, and I hear the Lord say, bear the fruit that must endure. Well, that was, was a student. 
And the Lord continues to speak that to my heart and just being able to that. So whatever the future holds, as long as Christ is in the center and, and if we form that well here, you don't have to be worried about what the future is going to hold. Because there will be hard, difficult times and suffering and there'll be great, wonderful, joyous times for the Lord's present and all. Awesome. I think that's the perfect way to wrap up. So thank you for giving us that hope and thank you for sharing your glimpse and your experience of life. And it's my pleasure. Thank you guys for doing being our pastor. It's been our pleasure. We've loved having you here. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.